0: The best of the best in business, the best of the best as entrepreneurs, the best of the best in baseball, in sports, in politics, they fail. They fail, but it doesn't eat them up. Hello and welcome. We are now at the end or the beginning, however you want to look at it, of my series on the 10 biggest mistakes I've made building companies, the knucklehead moves, the poor thinking, the whatever it may be. So we're at number one and I do believe this is number one. And I think this is mistakes that I've made throughout my career. And I also think it's one of the biggest challenges and the biggest mistakes that most entrepreneurs make. It all comes from the four letter word fear. Fear, fear, fear. Fear kills dreams. Fear crushes goals. Fear can get in the way Of the most driven entrepreneurs. I really believe that this is the number one thing if if you can break through so many of these fears. And you've you've all heard the saying, you know, like life begins at the end of our comfort zone. And there is a reality in business. It's the same thing. There are so many things that we do. And what I want to share today, and where I want to go, is I want to talk about the top five fears of entrepreneurs and how we can go and crush them. Now, guess what? Fear is a reality. Fear can get in the way. Fear does get in the way. I've seen this in my own career building companies. I see this all the time now with other people I meet, other entrepreneurs that are trying to get to that next level, trying to build a business, and they're fearful. They're fearful of so many different things. And when you break through fear, there is nothing more exhilarating than when there is something that scares you and you bust through. There's all sorts of things in life that can scare us. And I'm going to tell you that I think the secret sauce to all of this is, first off, understanding what is fear. Now, there is the standard definition of fear, but I want to talk about it a little bit. So fear, the standard definition. The threat of harm, either physical, emotional, or psychological, real or imagined. Now, think about this the threat of harm. So, physical harm, ow, that hurts. I don't want to fall down. I don't want to get in a car accident. I don't want to get bit by a snake or a spider. I don't want to be harmed physically or emotionally. It's not just physical. It's like I am afraid to take action because I'm afraid it could. Mess with me. It could screw up. I could make a mistake. So there's the emotional challenge, there's a psychological challenge. And here's the big one real or imagined. So the threats or the fear can be real. You know, if your house is on fire, you need to get out of the house because that's real. But there's also imagined fear. There's also, we build this stuff up in our brains. This thing that sits on our shoulders is the difference maker. You know, there's a bunch of stuff that's gone in there since birth. We can imagine stuff that might not be real. There are people in the world that get a high of jumping out of an airplane, a perfectly good plane. They want to just jump out. Why? Because there is an exhilaration to that. They believe that there is fun. Then yes, there's fear, but there's also exhilaration. So I'm going to talk a little bit about this. The reality is the opposite of fear is confidence, right? If, if you are fearful of a situation or you're confident in a situation, what would you prefer? What's more fun? I don't care what it is. I would much rather be confident going into whether it be a speech, whether it be a sporting event, whether it be a presentation to management, whether it be a presentation to investors. I want to go in fired up. You know, you go in scared, it changes the dynamic. Think about the world of professional sports, college sports, high school sports, Little League, when the the boy or the girl is going up to get up to bat in softball or baseball or whatever it may be, or they're on the free throw line shooting free throws, and they're not confident, the chances of success are minimized. So confidence is such a powerful, powerful tool. Now, I believe that success or confidence or elimination of fear Does not happen magically. I believe that there are steps that happen to eliminating fear, whether it be entrepreneurial fear, whatever the situation may be. If you are afraid of something and you want to get past that fear, it's easy to just talk to yourself and say, okay, well, I'm not going to be fearful of that anymore. Guess what? Not going to work. And most of the time, we need to take some baby steps. We need to take some steps. One, two, three, four. And as you go through the evolution of the things that you're afraid of, when you are able to take baby steps, when you're able to take one step, two step, three step, you gain more confidence. And I'm going to share some examples of that. So let's talk about one of the biggest fears that most people have is the fear of jumping out of an airplane, parachuting, right? Skydiving. It is a pretty challenging scary thought for most people but when you go and you say you know what i think i want to try skydiving do most people just jump up an airplane slap on a parachute and jump out i think not i think there is a there is a journey that happens and i could be wrong i'll be honest i've never jumped out of an airplane but i don't think that someone just straps on a parachute jumps out without any training i think what happens like there's a, a step function in this. So a lot of times when you want to start, hey, you know what? I think I want to jump out of a plane. Maybe you start in a wind tunnel. Not only start in the wind tunnel, you strap on your parachute, you go with a guide, you learn about the parachute, how to pull the parachute, how to pull the cord, all those different things. So you, you maybe start in a wind tunnel. And then maybe the next step is I'm going to do a tandem jump. You know, I'm not going to just jump out of an airplane by myself the first time. I'm going to do a tandem jump. I'm going to go and take this risk, this fear, and I'm going to squash it. But before I can go and jump out of an airplane by myself, I'm going to go on a tandem jump. I'm going to go do it with someone who's done it before, who's an expert, someone who has the knowledge of jumping out of a plane. And then maybe the final step of your skydiving experiences, yeah, you get to that point where you jump out by yourself and you strap on your parachute and you fly by yourself. How exhilarating is that? But it's virtually impossible to go from, hey, you know, I am scared to death about jumping out of an airplane, but I know I really want to do it, to I think i just go and jump out by myself. There's a step function. Another thing I think that scares a lot of people, the fear of public speaking. This can be an incredibly intimidating fear for many, many people. It's like, I think that this actually public, fear of public speaking is number one. Like when you look at lists of, you know, what are the things that scare people? Fear of public speaking is up there. Well, why is it up there? Well, because it's kind of intimidating. But if you want to be a public speaker, if you want to get out into the world, if you want to eliminate this fear, you don't go from scared to death to I'm going to go and stand in front of an audience of 10,000 and deliver a speech. There is a function. There is a growth curve. There is baby steps that happen. And I'm going to share with you A real life story. When I was uh, raising my children, one of the things that I aspired to do, my wife Donna and I aspired, is we did not want our kids to be fearful of speaking in public. So one of the things that we did at the very beginning when our kids were very young, you know, when they're two, three, four, five, and they're in elementary school or grade school, I always encouraged them to be the first to raise your hand. Because the teacher asked the question, everyone's scared. Nobody wants to raise their hand. I encouraged them to be first. So it was kind of like a challenge. you know. And and they'd come home from school and say, did you raise your hand first? So I I was playing the game with them. The purpose of it was, how can we eliminate something that scares a lot of people? You know, fear. So it started very young with the kids. As they got older, when they were in seventh grade, I also challenged them. I challenged them like there was an opportunity to become the president of National Junior Honor Society. Now, the only way that you could do this is you needed to give a speech in front of all of your classmates. There were 200 kids. 200. You're you're I don't know how old you are in 7th grade, you know, 11, 12 years old, but you have to get up on stage and you need to have a speech one or two minutes. I don't remember exactly what it was but you had to deliver a speech in front of all of your peers. That is a scary proposition, no matter how you slice it. Now, I did not care if my kids won the president of National Junior Monocide. It was irrelevant. The purpose of asking them or challenging them to do the speech was because I wanted them to eliminate fear. Now, were they scared? Were they nervous? You bet. It was intimidating. It was gut-wrenching. It was, but they did it. They did it. They got up in front of the peers and delivered their one or two-minute speech. And as they, a- after middle school, they went on to high school and, and I challenged them, go, go for the presidency of your high school. You know, my daughter did. She was president of, of her class in high school, but it wasn't about being the president of the class. It was about eliminating the fear. It was about squashing the fear getting up in front of people because it's so intimidating and then you know I I will I'll finish this story about public speaking where my daughter she recently graduated college she was offered the opportunity to speak in front of a thousand people Uh, the the president of the school was leaving Uh, she was going back into the private sector and my daughter was asked to give a speech to talk about the president and the difference that she made in the in the college that she was at and she got up on stage and delivered a speech in front of a thousand people 21 years old now if you ask the normal 21 year old hey you want to go get up and, and deliver a speech in front of a thousand people they'd be scared to death if this was the first time that she stood up in front of an audience how intimidating would that have been but it started at age four and so uh, if we go through the entrepreneurial journey, if we think about the entrepreneurial journey, there's a lot of scary stuff, right? There's a lot of things. Now, if we think about, all right, I'm an entrepreneur and yeah, I'm scared of some things. So what? What's the big deal? There's a big deal because I think it's almost impossible for you to be a great leader, to be a great entrepreneur, unless you can bust through fear. What happens when you're fearful? When you are fearful, you get into a state of indecision. Now, as a leader, as the CEO, as the entrepreneur, you need to make decisions. You know, you can't just hope that stuff happens. You got to go out there and there are times as you go through the journey of building companies that there are decisions you need to make. When you are fearful, you go into a state of indecision. Indecision creates stagnation. If you are not decisive about stuff and you don't make decisions, you can stagnate and you'll get to the point in business like, like, okay, well, why am I in the same spot now as I was five years ago? Because there is fear. I'm going to guess fear has gotten in the way. And you're stagnating in and, and the problem with stagnation, especially in the world of entrepreneurship, I believe stagnation leads to death. There are very few companies in the world that can do the same thing day in and day out for years. You know, the world changes. There is is one certainty, one guarantee in the world that we live in, change is coming. Whatever you're doing today, I can promise you change is coming. So stagnation, the inability to make decisions will, in my opinion, most likely result in the death of your business. So I want to talk about the top five, in my opinion, top five fears that we as entrepreneurs face in this journey. Number one is the fear of change. I don't want to change. Change is uncomfortable. Change is difficult. But there's a reality. Change is coming. Change is inevitable. Change is constant. What is not constant or what is not inevitable is growth. If you want to grow, you need to embrace change. And I'm telling you, it comes at you in so many different ways when we are building businesses. Change is inevitable. Now, I want to give you a tip. This is is like One strategy that I've used building companies, one strategy that I share with so many of the people that I uh, work with, when you are afraid of change, one of the things that we can do is we can anticipate. Now, you cannot anticipate all change. I can promise you there are stuff that's going to happen in your world, in your life. But when you have the ability to anticipate a lot of the stuff that's coming, you will be able to adapt and you'll be able to feel more confident. And There are a few things that I recommend all entrepreneurs do at a minimum on on an annual basis, once a year. One of those is called pestle analysis, which is what are those things? You sit back and you think about what are the things going on in the world, political, economic, social, legal, technological, and environmental. What are those things that macro things going on in the world that can impact my business. I also believe that we need to go and do a SWOT analysis. What's a SWOT analysis? What are your strengths, weaknesses, okay? What are are those things that are your strengths? What are those things that are your weaknesses? That's internal stuff. And out in the world, where are the opportunities and where are the threats? When you take a look at all of this stuff and you have a greater level of anticipation and understanding, you will be less fearful of change. Change is coming. Make no mistake about it. And then the third thing I would recommend is a business plan. Now, I have a course called Your Business Plan Done in One Hour and one, on One Page. Now, there's a reality. A business plan is not always done in one hour in one page. You know, I've written those 30 and 40 page business plans and presented them to banks and investors and all that other stuff. But when you have the ability to ask some certain questions, some questions about your business, where do you want to go? Planning is essential but sometimes plans are useless. Why? Because there is things that happen in the world that we cannot anticipate. But when you take these three steps, you do a PESTLE analysis, SWOT analysis, you take some time and you look at your business plan, it can help you get past the fear of change because face facts, change is coming. Another thought is fear of failure. Who likes to fail? Nobody likes to fail. And I'm going to tell you one of my favorite sports in the world, I've been around baseball since I was a little kid. You know, I've coached baseball. My son plays college baseball. I love baseball. Why do I love baseball? It, to me, is representative of life. What do I mean by that? If you're a hitter, and I talk about hitting, if you're a hitter and you are in the Hall of Fame, the greatest of the great, you fail 70% of the time. Every time you get up to bat, you are going to fail 70%. And if you fail 70% of the time, you have a lifetime batting average above 300, there's a good chance you're going to make it into the Hall of Fame. Baseball is such a beautiful analogy to business. Everybody is afraid to fail, but the best of the best, the best of the best in business, the best of the best is entrepreneurs, the best of the best in baseball, in sports, in politics, they fail they fail but it doesn't eat them up you go through and that's why i I go back to the analogy of baseball if you get up to bat and you strike out you go through a series where you're 0 for 30 you get up 30 times and you get out 30 times in a row guess what that messes with your brain there is no way it it can't mess with your brain but the beauty of it is when you get up that 31st time it's the same with business it's the same with life you are going to fail. And I'm going to just share with you a couple of thoughts. You know, this is one I used to ask my kids when they were coming home from school, what did you fail at today? The reason I would say that, when you say, what did you fail at today? You automatically make it so that, okay, not a big deal. No, you failed at some stuff. Cool. That's not, you know, the, the reality is failing is not fatal. Failing is part of the journey. If you want to be that high-level entrepreneur that has it all, you got the money, you got the time, you got the the passion, you got the excitement and the joy in your life, you're gonna fail, but you gotta try. You gotta get up to bat. And I use this philosophy and and I, I can't say that I've been great at it, but I do share this with others. It's like it's called the five by five rule. Five by five rule is if this is not going to matter. In five years, do not spend more than five minutes on it. Five by five. Now, when you think about all the stuff that you're fearful about, all the stuff that you're like, hey, I'm afraid to fail. You know what? You're going to fail. I failed many times. Personally, professionally, um, spiritually, emotionally. <laughs> you know, I think the best of the best have failed, but they're not afraid to fail. They bounce back. They get back on the horse. And there is one of these challenges that... It, fate, we face, all of us as entrepreneurs face this. Nobody wants to fail. But sometimes when you try stuff, you're going to fail. Number three, fear of, do I know enough? You know, I'm, I'm afraid. I don't know all the things I need to know. Guess what? The day you stop learning is the day you stop breathing. That's my belief system. I believe that as entrepreneurs, you know what? Not even just entrepreneurs. As human beings, you know, I think there's this we live in the greatest world possible, and we have the ability to constantly get stimulated. Our brain can become dead, or it can become the ultimate guide of stimulus and fun and excitement. But as an entrepreneur, there's a lot of stuff to learn. We need to learn about hiring and firing, and strategic plans, and marketing and sales and product development in finances and cash flow and accounting and in culture and building a team and in new product development and all of the things that encompass sales, operations, logistics, procedures, policies, you name it, legal, just this endless number of things that we need to do as entrepreneurs. We want to learn. We want to continuously learn. And guess what? You don't know it all. And you know what? You're never going to know it all but I will tell you something. There is a shortcut to knowing it all because there is a reality. There are two ways to learn things in life. There are two ways to learn things as an entrepreneur. Number one, you can learn on your own. You can learn by trial and error. Yeah, you can. (laughs) And you know what? I've done some dumb stuff in my career. I've done some dumb stuff, but I also learned over the years that there's a shortcut. Number one, you can learn on your own. When you learn on your own, it usually hurts more, costs more, and takes longer. Option two is you can learn from someone else. You know, I say this and I believe it and I live it that the greatest learning laboratory on earth is at the feet of someone who's already done what you're trying to do. Now you can try and reinvent the wheel. And there are times, there are businesses that are trying new stuff that are going into new areas and new, new things that they've never been there. The world has not been there. But you know what? A lot of stuff, people have already been there. So I strongly, strongly recommend that you become a student of being better. You know, I I think that every entrepreneur, and again, I'm being a little biased because I am an entrepreneur coach, but everybody needs a coach or a mentor. I have coaches in my life. I have a marketing coach. I have a a mindset coach. I have a, a Tony Robbins coach. I have coaches. Why do I have coaches? Because I got two options. I can go learn on my own. It's going to cost more. It's going to take longer. It's going to hurt potentially, (laughs) physically, spiritually, emotionally, or I can learn from a coach. A coach, spend some time, study YouTube, get on podcast, listen to podcasts, read books, constantly be putting in, I always say, the good, the clean, the pure, the powerful, and the positive. Put new stuff into your brain because there's really only two ways to learn stuff in life. Now, you think about this. If you were, say you are a surgeon, the first time that you go to do heart surgery, Do you think it's going to be like, you know what? I think I'm going to cut here. I'm going to open here. I'm going to sew some stuff together there. I'm going to put this here. No, chances are you've spent years watching other surgeons. You've spent countless number of hours figuring out, watching the experts, learning from them. If you want to be great at anything in life, there are people most likely that have already done what you're trying to do. Use them, study them, learn under them. A next fear, I think, I see this all the time. The fear as an entrepreneur of making an investment, spending money. I'm afraid to spend money. I'm afraid to hire new people. I'm afraid to invest in new technology. I'm afraid to learn a new skill, find some education training, take some courses. I'm afraid to go into a new building. I'm afraid to spend money on marketing resources or sales resources or or whatever it may be. We're entrepreneurs. We need to spend money. I see this time and time again where entrepreneurs are afraid to spend money. Now, I'm going to tell you, I started, when I started my first business, I think I would, you know, my very first business, I started at age 11, and (laughs) I I would go and uh, I grew up near a golf course, so I'd go and find golf balls in the woods, and I'd clean them up, and I'd put them in egg crate cartons, and I'd go out to the course out to the holes behind the uh, far away from the clubhouse. And I'd sell the brand new golf balls to the to the golfers. But my first real business started at age 19. When I started this business, I was still in school. And I I was running this company through grad school as well. But my point is, when I started, I was a big fitness nut. I used to work out on a machine called the Stairmaster, I'd get on the machine, I was kind of bored. So I ended up Bending a piece of plastic into a what I called a reading rack so I could read my magazine. I would read my book, my magazine, whatever it may be. And I remember one of the very first things that I did is like, I needed to buy a label. I wanted to buy a label that I could put onto my product. And I remember the cost of that label. To this day, it was $147. And I was panicked over doing that. I was sweating. I'm like, $147, I said to my, my wife, I said, actually, no, it was at 19. She wasn't there at this point. In any event, I remember saying, whether my mother, my friend, whatever it may be, I said, I'm going to spend $147 on labels, on labels. And then I remember clear as day. It was less than one year later. I wrote a check. I didn't actually write a check. I put on a credit card. I spent $52,000 in tooling. Now, some might have thought that's a little bit irresponsible. This is sort of crazy, like you're a freaking teenager. Why are you doing this? I don't know. But I wanted to win. I wanted to build a company. I was trying to make products. I was selling to health clubs. I had a passion. And I had to displace fear. I had to take a risk. I had to roll the dice. I had to write a check. Now, That business ended up turning into a multi-million dollar company. Now, I did not go from zero to, and and, and this was sort of staggering to me, where I went from 147 dollars to 52 thousand dollars in a year of spend. It was scary. There's no ways about it. I was scared. I was fearful. It was it was a big thing. But guess what? I think we all go through this challenge. Whether you're there, do you want to hire that next employee? Do you want to Invest in new technology? Do you want to spend some money on marketing or advertising? Do you want to, whatever it might be? Do I want to move into a new building? Do I want to buy new equipment? Do I want to invest in tooling? Whatever it may be, it's scary. I get it. I've been there, I've lived there. But when it comes to growing your company, there is no two ways about it. You're going to need to spend money, you're going to need to invest in stuff. And I think, just like I was talking about earlier, baby steps baby steps are the magical thing. But now when you get into that world of I need to make a business decision, don't sit and study this thing forever. Try and get as much information as you can. I've always lived that the 90% right and on time is better than 100% right and late. Now, this is coming from a guy who's got two degrees in engineering. Engineers are Nervous Nellies, they got to figure everything out, right? They got to study, they got to analyze, they got to be cr- critical. Like I got to make sure everything fits just right. I get it, man. I, I get the challenge of, I want to make sure that, you know, I'm not going to hire that new person until I'm sure I can bring in enough cash to cover the, their salaries or the, their o- the overhead. I don't want to move into the next building until I'm sure that I got enough income. You know what? Business happens. It's going to happen with you or without you. So don't sit and belabor over the the decisions that you need to make as an entrepreneur. You're going to need to make decisions. You're going to need to pull the trigger. You're going to need to get as much data as you can and then move on. Because sitting there and just dwelling over it, 90% right and on time is better than 100% right and late. Don't get stuck in the fear of indecision especially when it comes to business expenses. This is, uh, <laughs> this is number five. And I think that oftentimes as entrepreneurs, we have a fear of saying no. I don't want to say no. I'm going to disappoint my customers. I'm going to disappoint my employees. I'm going to disappoint my, my clients. I'm going to disappoint my vendors. I'm going to disappoint my investors. I'm going to disappoint my, my shareholders. You know what? Saying no is a beautiful thing. Oftentimes, as entrepreneurs, we get stretched so thin. We are trying to build a business. Our employees need us, our customers need us, our investors are, are right behind us. They, they're asking, like, like, I need, I need you, I need access to you, I need access. You know what? Saying no is a beautiful thing. When you say yes to everything, you will be stretched. You will be stretched so far that it's gonna start to mess with your mind, it's gonna start to mess with you physically and emotionally and spiritually, (laughs) you know, saying yes all the time to everybody is going to crush you. So what one of the things that I, I've done this for years, I teach this is that we need to put on our calendars, the no zone. Now, the no zone is a time in a place where I don't care. You know, I used to say this sort of tongue in cheek, do not disturb me unless there is a death. You know, if there's something that goes on that is really, really game-changing, life-changing, interrupt me. But I would put in my calendar the no zone. And And I teach this all the time. I think we need to, as entrepreneurs, we need to say no. We can't be afraid of saying no. We need to say no. We need to learn how to delegate. We need to create standard operating procedures. We need to have that time, that private time, that quiet time, where we as entrepreneurs are focused on our business. We're focused on ourselves. We're focused on our health. We're focused on building a company. We're focused on our team. We're focused on stuff and we can't get distracted. As entrepreneurs, we need quiet time. We need cerebral time. And I teach an entire course called Savage Sunrise, which is all about how can we start our day the best way possible so that we can go out into that day, fired up, energized, positive, ready to rock, ready to lead, ready to to take our team and our company to the next level. The no zone is a beautiful place. So I strongly encourage you get to the point as a leader where you're saying no, no one's going to interrupt me. I'm focused on the future. If you are constantly getting distracted, if your cell phone is, is, is going off all the time, if every time there's an email that comes in, you sit there and you go check your email. No, no zone. I think it's a beautiful place say no it can be it can be a great thing now i am going to share with you this is a secret There's five words that i think will help you bust through fear five words five magical words this is part of the savage secrets when i share with you these words you're going to realize it's not such a big deal but i've used this in my life i've taught this i share this i have asked you know i i've uh, encouraged my kids regardless of what they're going after to use this, I believe these five words can really go a long way in helping you eliminate fear. And those five words are, I don't give a shit. <laughs> you know? Now, that may be a little tough for some, but when you get yourself to the point where you don't give a shit, where you can go off whatever that decision may be, whatever that thing that is creating fear, indecision, whether it's fear of of making a business investment, fear of uh, failure, whatever it may, when you say, you know what? I don't give a shit because whatever happens to me, whatever challenge comes on, whatever thing I mess up or screw up, I know I'm going to come back. I know I'm a fighter. I know I'm going to learn it. I'm going to study it. I'm going to try and craft a solution to this. Now, some people may say, you know what, Mike, that's a little rude and that's a little crass and like, you know what? I don't care. You know, because I really don't give a shit. I believe that when you can get yourself to a point, whether it be athletics, whether it be business, whether whatever it may be, you get yourself to a point where you are so confident that you really don't care what happens. And you have the belief in yourself that you can get to that next level. It's an absolutely positively beautiful place to be. I'm going to go back to the thing that I said originally, I think that We can conquer all of our fears. I also believe that it's impossible to go from, I am so unbelievably scared of this, to, I am so unbelievably confident. I don't think it happens that way. I think we have to take baby steps. But the most important thing is to take the step, to take the initiative, to take a new course, hire a coach, hire a marketing agency, take a risk, roll the dice, spend some money, take your business to the next level because all of the fears that we have most of the time are self-induced, self-imposed. They may have come from our past, from our upbringing, from events that have happened in our lives that can create fear and phobias. They're real. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Like They're real. There's a lot of things that we're afraid of, but if we want it bad enough and we start taking baby steps, we can overcome those fears. We can get to that next level. This is the thing that I want from you as an entrepreneur. There's nothing better, nothing better, in my opinion, than being a confident, happy, healthy entrepreneur, great relationships, shit ton of money. You're enjoying this journey called life. And I've got so many clients that have gone from fearful, scared, I don't know what to do, to they live in that magical life. And it can happen. It can happen to you. We've got to eliminate fear. So I want to thank you for joining me today. If you are watching this on YouTube, my ask is, you know, please subscribe to my page. And if you like the video, great. Uh, If you didn't, that's cool. You know, but leave me a comment. Uh, If you're listening to this on a podcast, I'd love for you to subscribe to my podcast. I am incredibly, incredibly passionate about doing everything I can to help entrepreneurs win. And it's not just to win the dollars game. It's how can we win at business and win at life? How can we ha- be happy, healthy and self-confident? That's my passion, that's my love. If you have a question, shoot me an email at coachmike@thesandwichseekers.com and I look forward to serving you again in the next training. Have an amazing day. You know, love this journey called entrepreneurship and I'll see you in the next training.